Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. There were many things wrong with this event in Cameron County, Pennsylvania this weekend, so let's start at the beginning. A sportsman's club that county or in that county this weekend will host an event sure to bring people in from all over, and they'll even have overflow parking just in case. Just, they warn, don't go out and participate without all the proper DNR licenses and without registering first at the club. They want to know who's out hunting in case everyone doesn't make it back because this is their annual rattlesnake hunt. Trophies will be awarded each day for the biggest rattlesnake brought in. And they'll also host kids training sessions daily so the little ones will know how to go out and pick up poisonous animals also. And when the event is done, all the snakes have to be returned to the wild where they were caught because this is a catch and release event. <laughs> no, it's not for me, Cliff. That's Yeah, it's that's... the great annual Pennsylvania nope. Nope. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Talking about... Um... Animals, Cliff. Yeah. You know, this one's not poisonous or anything, but... Yeah. And, you know, I don't want people to be upset or anything about this, but... What's that? <laughs> I know I've thought of it before. What? I think that, um, no one's saying it, but I kind of think the penguins would be delicious, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, don't don't hate on me here. I'm just saying, who <laughs> amongst so... us hasn't seen a penguin and thought, you know, mm-hmm. I wonder what that tastes like, and I bet it would be pretty good. <laughs> I'm not saying go to the zoo in Evansville when they open up no. their penguin exhibit no. and do anything to the penguins. I'm just saying, with a, with a jar of barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, don't go down there with a famous <laughs> rays or anything. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. Now, don't bring your George Foreman grill, none of that stuff down there. I'm just saying. I don't think I'm the only one per one pr- person. You probably, though. actually, you probably are. You've never thought of eating a penguin. <laughs> no one but you. Cliff, I can't get my mind off of this. It's on our Facebook page. Yeah. What's the best side dish for barbecue? But my mind is wandering elsewhere. Oh, it is. <laughs> Imagine that. I've been uh-huh. sitting here since our last get-together here thinking, yeah. mm-hmm. what would be the um, a good side dish, Cliff, yeah. for penguin? What do you <laughs> no, think it would be no. that you would no. have with a penguin? No. Not that you can no. eat a penguin, but if you would, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe tots. Penguin and tots, Cliff, is what I'm thinking would be good. Well, I mean, it'd be like, you know, potatoes are a good side dish with anything. Correct. Basically. Even stuff you're not supposed to eat. I even went and out there on the limb and went with a little bit of, you know, penguin and mac and cheese. Salad, I marked off my list immediately. That yeah, doesn't well, go with anything. you just do that as a matter of principle now, <laughs> that, you? that goes with absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. We'd now a tail into the investigation of just exactly how humans became the dominant race on this planet. Hartlepool is a town along the west coast of the UK in County Durham, which in 1900 was the busiest port in all of England. And there's still a sizable population in the waterfront town, and tourism is big industry as well. Folks come to see the tall ships that are now museum pieces in the port. And those visitors are welcomed by a statue at the front gate of the marina that city leaders now feel like they need to explain. 
City Council members voted last week to put a plaque on the bronze statue believed to be erected about 40 years ago. It's said no one's complained about it, but after a statue of a historic slave trader was hauled down from its perch and tossed in the bay by protesters in another town, folks in Hartlepool want everyone to know that the bronze chimpanzee at the marina doesn't do anything but honor an event that may or may not have happened there back in the early 1800s. Legend has it that during the Napoleonic Wars, a storm hit the English Channel right off Hartlepool, and after the skies cleared, residents could see a French ship floundering offshore. And when it sank, townsfolk ran to the beach to examine the wreckage washing ashore, fearful of possible attack. What they found, though, was only one survivor, a chimp dressed in a small military uniform. Hartlepool is a long way from France, and at that time, no one had ever really met or even seen a Frenchman, so they quickly assumed the surviving monkey was a French spy. There was a trial to ascertain whether or not the monkey was guilty of spying. However, not unsurprisingly, the monkey was unable to answer any of the court's questions and was found guilty. The townsfolk then dragged the monkey spy into the town square and hanged him. Whatever the truth, the legend of Hartlepool and the monkey who was hung endured for over 200 years, and the quest to find out how humans became the dominant species on Earth continues. <laughs> they hang a monkey, and you're all upset this morning because I'm wanting to try a penguin. Seriously, Cliff? <laughs> Cliff, dude, um, you happened to think yesterday's... Um, contest to give away the Blake Shelton tickets. Do you think that was too tough? <laughs> There's been some uh, complaining going around There's, about it was too I mean, hard to win the tickets. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you, you're the man of truth. Do you think it was too tough? Um, people just complain to be complaining. <laughs> so I don't believe it was too tough. Because tomorrow, Cliff, on this yeah. program, we have another pair of Blake Shelton tickets oh, to okay. give away. Yeah. And I didn't want to, you know, yeah. make it too hard to win if the complaining yeah. continued. And I really didn't want to, you know, dumb it down to Ralph level. I wanted to make it somewhere <laughs> entertaining in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you exactly. think we're okay. You think four yeah. in a row is too much? Maybe we should cut it back to three? I mean, as long as we do cologne. I mean, I, I think there are other things where we'd have to do four in a row of something that would, in fact, be too difficult. But the the f fake cologne or not was actually I thought once we played it was was pretty fair. It was a, it was a test, but not too much of a test. All right. Well, we'll try to come up with something tomorrow to make it you know not too hard, <laughs> but not too yeah simple. Ralph, <laughs> here's Blake Shelton. It's minimum wage on the morning road show. Four o'clock yeah. this morning. Yeah. The song that I selected for this week's Only You Can Make It Stop seemed like okay. a fantastic choice at 4 o'clock this morning. It was, and it the, was a good idea at the time. Uh, the reason we're talking about it today is because yeah. until about three seconds ago, Cliff, yeah. I thought today was Thursday and we was going to take a little taste of this song. <laughs> but it's just a Wednesday, but we're going to trudge on ahead with this, okay? Oh, sure. Might as well. I thought this was a great song to play yeah. on Friday for our okay. friends to call in and either, you know, kill it or let it play through. It's five minutes and 15 and a half seconds long. That's okay. how accurate I measured that, Cliff, to the half wow. second. I don't know if, uh, 
I don't know if we could handle it, to be honest with you. It's a kind of a hot song. And so we'll give you a little taste of it coming up uh, Uh, after the news update. Do you think Kenny Wayne Shepherd might be over the line, Cliff? No, not at all. Are you sure? I'm positive. He's got some guitar playing in there. Well, I mean, there are guitars in country music, are there not? Well, it's not really, you know, country, but... It doesn't matter. Okay. (laughs) At this point, it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, what do you think, Cliff? Too much? Yeah. That's... No. That's Blue on Black. That is? Yeah. No, uh, we should play that song. You think it'll make it? (laughs) Yes. You think that song will make it? I think it... Yes. I think it will make it all the way through. I think it'll get killed early. We'll have to see who's right on that one, Cliff. Why would you think it... I mean... I had a great great feeling at four. (laughs) Yeah. But now I'm like, there's no way that's going to play for five minutes. What changed your mind? I think it's the guitar riffs in it. I think everybody's going to like, oh, that's too much. I think it's It's going to kill it. But but Chris Stapleton, I mean, it's it's darn near Chris Stapleton on some of his songs. It is darn near that, isn't it? We know that Las Vegas tourism is coming back online. You might be wondering what all those shut-down hotels did to keep shipshape while they were waiting for customers to come back. And the answer comes partially from one of the coolest jobs ever thought up down at the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast! There are miles and miles of fresh water pipes in a major hotel, like what's found in Vegas, and it's important to keep the water in those pipes moving. But without guests do that, the water can stagnate and bacteria that causes Legionnaire's disease and other bad things can build up in the pipes. Because even though the water utility puts chlorine in the drinking water, it goes away after just a few days. So during the pandemic shutdown, the big hotels have employed what they called water management teams to go through each floor of the empty hotels and go to each room in the floors and run the faucets and flush the toilets. In other words, the water management teams are professional toilet flushers. And if there are professional toilet flushers, there's also probably assistant toilet flushers and apprentice toilet flushers, and perhaps someone has their internship in toilet flushing in hopes of one day becoming a journeyman toilet flusher. I wonder if they got gaffers. What? You know, isn't that a gaffer? A gaffer? Yeah. Yeah. What's a gaffer? I don't know what a gaffer is. I just that, for some reason I thought, I wonder if they got a gaffer in there. I thought a gaffer was in was a movie making job. Oh, I think that is right, Cliff. I did look up while you were reading that story. Yeah. The first convention that's going to be held since the pandemic in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought there would be a convention for the world of concrete? <laughs> the World of Concrete. The World of Concrete Convention wow. will be the first one they're going to have. A couple of things real quick here, Cliff. Okay. I saw that West Virginia, in order to get people to take the vaccination shot, yeah. they're having a lottery where they're giving away guns and trucks. <laughs> yes, I, I've read that. I believe that <laughs> is brought to you by Stereotypes, so that would be a good sponsor right. for that, wouldn't it, Cliff? <laughs> and China's back in the news, Cliff. Sometimes you read a story and you go, I don't know about that. Uh They have now confirmed the very first case of H10N3 bird flu. Seriously? First human case. And they say, don't worry, this won't spread. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
Okay. The uh, headline was a question about how many dates it takes before we know that uh, we want to be serious with this other person. Okay. Now, just under half of people said it would take yeah. three dates before they knew. Hmm. Okay. I'm kind of thinking maybe one or two. I think you kind of know after really the first one. Sometimes you can get off to a bad start and maybe give them a second <laughs> chance. But yeah. after a couple, you kind of know. Yeah. Once you just keep playing that game of going out and going out, basically you're wasting my Big Mac and large fries coupons that I have saved up. (laughs) And I like to keep them to myself. You know what I'm saying? There's 15% of these people, Cliff, said that they would need more than five dates. Mm -hmm. Way more than that. Seems excessive to me. If it takes you that long. I mean, you get into the seven and eight zone and the nine zone. Yeah. You're working on a level there, Cliff, that's kind of, <laughs> I don't know. How would you say that? That level there, Cliff, would be. Um, uh, kind of Ralph level. You I know, think like so, too. Yes. Yes. I, think, yes, I think you're right. <laughs> the Ralph level, if it takes you eight or nine. <laughs> Some of us are, you know, ready to get kind of back and normal some of us are like i don't want you to shake my hand i was at a doctor's office just this week cliff they had signs posted everywhere do not shake anyone's hands i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was really strange i mean that there was nothing about a face mask so much as we are a you know handshake free zone in this place so people have come up with this idea wristbands to let you know where they stand on how comfortable they are hmm. with uh, what you can do with them. And that didn't sound very good there, but anyway. Yeah, no. that, but one of the ways <laughs> is if they have a red wristband on, that means yeah. they want you to stay six feet away from them. Okay. Yellow means they're okay with you touching their elbow, which I think is a little weird there. Yeah, I never... And, I, yeah, I never did. Yeah, and green means that you're okay with uh, things like handshakes, high fives, and hugs. So basically, okay, if you're green, you're okay with physical contact. Yeah. If, if you're green, just go ahead and grab my ass. Well, no, I would say <laughs> don't do that. No, there was nothing in there about that. It was handshakes, <laughs> high fives, and hugs. It's time now for take it to the bank. Okay. This is the annual over-the-counter guide for pharmacists, Cliff. This is what they recommend that you get. The good stuff behind them, you can't get your hands on unless you have a prescription for. Right. (laughs) So let's say you want multivitamins. All right. The pharmacists are saying Centrum is the one to get. Okay. If you get the flu, Theraflu. That makes a lot of sense. The yep. best thing for a bug or a bee sting, and I had never heard of this one, Cliff. It's called Afterbite. Well, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've never used it, but I've heard of it. They say that's what they recommend. Yeah. And the best sunscreen is Neutrogena, which I figured would be some kind of other brand, but nope, they say Neutrogena. Okay. Now, the ones that I think are the most popular in this area, Cliff, would be mm-hmm. allergies and headaches. For allergies, the pharmacists are recommending Claritin. Okay. And for headaches, kind of surprising here, Cliff, mm-hmm. Tylenol over mm. Advil. Okay. And all of that you can take straight to the bank because your pharmacist 
Told you that was the truth here on the Morning Road Show. <laughs> You're not a pharmacist. Well, no, these pharmacists, not me, oh, okay. not me. I'm not that. No. I mean, you made that sound like you were a pharmacist. No, I'm. I'm. Not, I'm and more of a doctor. With a, with a name like Weed, you just want to watch what you say about you know selling stuff like that. Cliff, was there anything said today before you start? Oh, oh, okay. Every time I say that, I always look back over my left shoulder <laughs> as if I'm anticipating someone running in the room and saying, no, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. <laughs> I, I do it every time. I don't know why. It's like a reflex. So was there anything said today, Cliff? Oh, yeah. There were a few things, and we'll start with morning road, morning road show phrase of the day, number three. Dumb it down to Ralph level. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's down there, Cliff. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sad but true. Yeah. Number two, professional toilet flushers. <laughs> I want that job. <laughs> You'd be good at it, Cliff. I think. Thank you very much. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, I think penguins would be delicious. I do think they would be delicious. No, it's just wrong. You don't eat penguins. You can't tell me that there's not somebody listening right now that has looked at a penguin yeah. before, either in a picture yeah. or in real life, and went, I wonder what they taste like. Mm-hmm. I, I, think I mean, I, yeah, but <laughs> you just don't do it. Oh, because he's got a tuxedo on? You know, is he sacred or something? Ooh, he's all dressed up formally. I can't eat that. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.